What up, you hammer niggas? It's your boy Yanfei Zaza here. Today, with some visuals, we are here. We got the camera. I've been trying to tell y'all we're making moves with PGS this year, 2024. Not gonna lie, it's been it's been a process, but I'm glad you guys stayed along with us on this ride. We're gonna keep doing bigger and better things. <sighs> Where are we starting at? But as you guys know. Little weekend, you know, uh, <laughs> little President's Day. Got a, got to break away from the kids for a little bit, but the grind goes back tomorrow. It's gonna be a little rough. I hate having Mondays off because it throws the whole week off, but you know, that's what we're here for. But Thursday's a good day, National Margarita Day. Listen, people, have your margaritas, especially teachers. If you work with kids, you know how it goes. So, but nothing really crazy this week had a little break want to shout out um sgm experience for hosting my boy claude and ashley's ba baby shower i'm happy for them you know they they got some stuff together they about to have a baby girl i can't wait to to meet her they got a whole village ready to take on for that little girl um happy for my boy claude happy for my sister ashley you know they some of the best people i've ever been around they always been there for me so I'm just gonna help them any way I can anything they need right now Ashley due date April 28th so she got another great person that she gonna know that's born in April so you know that this those are just the finer things in life you know we always get worried about what we can't do but we gotta learn to appreciate the little things and I'm, I'm happy for those too um, wanted to go to Philly this weekend but I couldn't because you know clearly baby shower but worst part of the year NFL is over Sunday is about to be a little rough but before we get into the heartbreak of the year we still have to go over the Super Bowl you know the Chiefs won I did call predict that the Chiefs were going to win MVP picks listen you can't bet against that boy Pat Pat Mahomes listen he's entering top Five territory when it comes to quarterbacks. Like, I don't know many quarterbacks that are better than him right now. You can't put Peyton over him. You can't put Rodgers over him. Listen, what he did last week is the difference of why you go get a Pat Mahomes. This is why Andy Reid and them traded up to go get him. Because the difference between the 49ers and the Chiefs was Purdy played good. Mahomes was spectacular. And listen, can't do anything about that. I don't know why the 49ers didn't know the rules of overtime. You killed yourself. Why would you give Mahomes an extra down? Kyle Shanahan, this offensive guru genius. Purdy missed three throws, man. That could have sealed that game. You're, you're doing too much. You stop running the ball. You have the offensive player of the year in Christian McCaffrey. And what do you do? You give it to Purdy to throw, you deserve to lose. And this is why I've never believed in Kyle Shanahan the way a lot of people do. Everyone's gloating him as this offensive dude, but he's lost three Super Bowls. Let's call it spade a spade. This man has lost three Super Bowls. That fiasco that he had with the Falcons, 28-3, we all talk about that to this day. Then you lost again to the Chiefs back in 2019. You were up. What do you do? You put the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, you lose that game. 
So that's that's two. Then last week, that's three. But you fire Steve Wilson. You put all the blame on him. I don't I don't like that because if that was Kyle Shanahan, they're not firing him because him and John Lynch came together. Oh, because you guys don't have the same philosophy. You want you don't want the hurrah. I, I just don't get it. Why is Kyle Shanahan not more on the hot seat than Steve Wilkes was? Steve Wilkes defense, they held them to they held them to nineteen points in regulation. This was on you, Kyle Shanahan. You could have won this game. But I don't like where there's always a scapegoat when it comes to these um, coaches. The defense played great. They held Patrick Mahomes. Besides that fumble, that's not on Steve Wilkes. That's on that's on the um, special teams coordinator. But he still gonna get. He still got cut. And now I don't even know if Steve Wilkes gonna get a job again. Like that. That's the fucked up part about this. This is why when people like this get fired, you don't know if they gonna get another job. And Kyle Shanahan's gonna sit there and be like, and oh, you know, we didn't agree, and and then he's gonna get to do the same bullshit. And honestly, 49ers fans, got a little story to tell y'all. If y'all don't win next year, you have to play Purdy, and you're going to have to start losing some talent. So all this dragging on, we got Purdy, we got this. All right, well, you have to start losing some pieces. Uh, you, you don't even know he coming back. He's talking like he don't want to come back. So Debo, listen, he's not a route runner. He's a gadget receiver. The problem that he had in the Super Bowl is that if he can't get open on gadget plays, he can't run routes. So even when he was running routes, the person was right there with him. He doesn't do anything special. Greg Kittle, top two tight end in the league. Two catches, four yards. So I, where is, where is the, 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 the criticism for the offensive genius? He, but he got all these weapons. I mean, you gave Chris McCaffrey's rent, but you got to run the ball with him more. I just, I just don't like the, the way the 49ers treated Steve Wilkes. He didn't deserve that. Kyle Shanahan lost that Super Bowl, and we need to start putting more onus on him. But anyway, last Friday was a special one in the WWE. You had The Rock come back as heel rock. A mixture of <laughs> corporate rock, and you had Hollywood rock. I love the little shirt, the little thing he had on, and he came out, he called them the Cody Crybabies. He's cut. He cut that whole Salt Lake City down. This is the Rock we needed to see. Listen, I love Rock. Rock's top four. But if we cannot sit here and act like his promos have not become stale, ever since he came back in 2011, I mean the the it doesn't matter. That's that's still cool. But then he's talking about not like it's like bro. This is not 19. This is not 2001. You can't talk like that anymore. So his problem was he's still doing his shtick. Cool. That's just why people forget Cena ate his lunch money. In 2013, ask anyone. Cena tore apart the rock because once again. You're doing a stick. Cena, Cena, he was quick with it. He's like, yo, you have the writings on your arm. Yo, you're Dwayne Johnson's an asshole. The Rock, you left. I was just like, oh. Because back in the day, I was like, oh, no, Rock. Rock still got it. But as I got older, I was like, oh, no, Cena. Cena, whoo. 
But once again, Cena probably is top five on the mic. I, if we really looking at it, like you, the thing about Cena, you can't rattle him. That's the best thing about Cena. I don't see too many people going toe to toe with Cena when it comes on that mic. CM Punk, uh, you know, your arms are too short to box with God. I, I was like, all right, cool. But, you know, at that point, he was the whiner. So, like, I didn't really care. For but this is the rock we needed to see. I can't wait to see him on more shows doing this, attacking the crowd, getting away from the, you know, the, the I'm trending. Like, yo, when I, I remember hearing, I'm like, yo, bro, what are you? We, you're not talking about the point, but you're talking about how you're trending. Who fucking cares, bro? Like. Talk about it. He's still talking about it. He's still talking about his penis. He's still talking about this. I'm like, yo, there's people strudel. I'm like, bro, we're older. Like, that doesn't work on us anymore. It's the same thing I problem I have with Undertaker when he does the dead man gimmick. Bro, it's not 1990. That shit is stupid. The gong, the rolling of the eyes, the thunder, that, that shit was just lame to me. I always love when the characters have, uh, they take a break and they do something fresh with their character. It adds something to it because now... This is the most anticipated WrestleMania. WrestleMania 40 is going to be big. You guys aren't. There's so many ways they can go. What's Rock going to do? What's Rock going to do with uh, Cody? What's Rock going to do with Seth? Seth's part of that. He was in that press conference too. You have so many things you can do with tag match. You can do Rock versus Cody. You can do Rock versus Seth. I love that. And now he's healed. You don't know if he's really healed. Is he going to turn on Roman? So, look. WWE's hot right now. They're selling out. They're selling out their shows. Their house shows last night did nine thousand tickets. You, you're not doing that. They weren't doing that five years ago. Anyone could tell you they were. They were struggling. I think Triple H, once again, smart mind. Everyone always says he knows the business, but their best pickup was Nikon. Nikon has changed that company to another level. Taking the pay-per-views from Sunday to Saturday, major, major. Now you're not competing with NFL. It, listen, what WWE got going on right now, listen, even if you're not, I've seen people who aren't wrestling fans talking about it. I'm seeing Joe Budden podcast. They talking about wrestling. They talking about Sharia Rip. I'm like, yo, wrestling's really bad. And now, because there was a time where if you were a wrestling fan, you really want to talk about it because you're like, Ah, you know, yeah, yeah, that happened. But but then if you hear someone be like, yo, you saw CM Punk come back, they're like, oh, yeah, nah, nah, now you got a friend. But before then, you, being a wrestling fan was really, you were considered for the nerds, which I never got because people watch Marvel and um, all those other movies 1,500 times, and we don't call them nerds. But I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. <sighs> and last night, my God, listen, this All-Star game, this All-Star Weekend was a dud. The skills challenge is bad. The dunk contest is bad. The three-point contest, I think, is the only thing that really saves it. And I think that should be the ender, not the dunk contest. Because there's not too many dunks that can be done. We've seen everything. Vince Carter. The last great dunk contest was 2016. Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. That was it. God, Brown, what what was that dunk? You 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 dabbed after you like I'm like bro, and then you put a glove on. Everyone knows you can't dribble with your left hand. Like what what was the point in that? Please, Gilbert said it best. If you want to do 
Give her the skills challenge. Have a one-on-one, two-on-two. Make this come. Make this fun again. The skills challenge. Who, who cares? Like, yo, doesn't matter. And listen, that game last night, that All-Star game. Listen, you guys need to do something better about that because you got you got to make some incentives about it. Maybe if the West wins, they get home court like they do. They do in baseball, right? Like what is it? Whoever wins, they get home field advantage. You got to do something because what I saw from Luca is unforgivable. Like you could tell he was just out there. Like, and I get it. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want. But guys, people are paying money to come out there to see you guys, and you guys put out that type of performance. And then, and the thing is, there's nothing you can do. Like Adam Silver, he can't. He can't force the players to play. Jokic already doesn't want to play basketball. You're telling me he's going to take time on his day off to come play for you guys? Luka, same thing. And the worst thing about it is even the young players don't want to win anymore. Like, I remember there were times where, yo, everyone all-star MVP. Now everyone's kind of like, uh, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. So the biggest problem I have is that there's no incentive for no one feels like they have to do anything. Everyone feels like, hey, yo, if I get it, I get it. If I go, if I get a look, if I get, a, if I go on the street, I'm it. The most entertaining part about that was Charles Barkley versus Draymond. Their commentary, <laughs> Charles Barkley's ripping San, San Francisco, saying you can't walk around there unless you have a, a bulletproof vest. Like, come on, like, what are we doing here right now? I remember the All Star Game 2003. Like that was a great, that was a great one. Why can't we get back to that? Larry Bird before that said he wanted to see some competition, and all those NBA players came out there and just, just laughed. It's it's like a Pro Bowl. Like I can honestly tell you, I haven't watched a Pro Bowl since 2008. <laughs> so, and it's getting to the point. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not, I'm stop watching the All Star Games. Honestly, <laughs> me. <laughs> we're watching everybody loves Raymond more than we're watching the, the All-Star game because if you're not going to care, why should we care? Why should I turn in if you 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 clearly don't care? I don't know, man. This this All-Star, this All-Star game. And the worst thing they build it up. Don't build it up to just to have that bullshit. Like, listen. Anything you can do to get rid of that shit, I'm with. And listen, I love my New Jersey. I love my out I mean Brooklyn Nets. But them firing Jack Vaughn, listen, the Nets are a mess. And uh, this Brooklyn move has been, honestly, one of the worst moves they had. They should have just stayed in New Jersey if they are going to do all this nonsense. I get why they moved to Brooklyn, but you're not competing with New York Knicks fans. New York is always going to be for the Knicks. And then you also have to say Brooklyn isn't uh, – they're not diehard fans. Brooklyn's gentrified, so they're not gonna they're not going to Brooklyn games like that. Most of the time, people who are going, they're going to see the other they're going to see the other team. I got tickets to go see the Brooklyn uh, Nets versus the Warriors. It was, everyone's like it was mostly Warriors fans. So the GM Sean Mark, uh, like yo, I don't I don't know what my biggest problem I have with Nets. I don't know what the vision is. Every time I watch them, they make a trade. They make like. And also, they have no star. They have no one on that team that's like, yo, you hear that name? Yo, I got to go watch them. The Knicks, they're doing good right now. I know they're a little hurt, but there was buzz around the Knicks um, early January. They were winning. They, 
there's nothing left for that for the Nets. And it sucks because, like, that's my team, but I don't, I don't talk about the Nets. <laughs> no one, like, there's no, there's nothing to talk about the Nets. Now they fired this coach. You got Ben Simmons who doesn't want to play. Like, I'm just like, this team's a mess. And I just think after the season, blow it up. Sean Marks, you got to go to. You guys got to have a sit down and have a vision. What's next for this team? Because the way it's going, it, it's just not it for me. Like, and as a fan, it's it hurts to see a team you watched growing up just kind of never in the mix. They're 11th in the East. Like, what is that? Like, and then you want me to go pay money to go see it? That's not happening. That's not happening. So the Nets, they're going to continue to be irrelevant until ownership, until someone takes some accountability. But the Nets, damn, I've been watching the Nets since 2001. And, like, this is the low. And even that season where they won 12 games, I was more invested in their games than I am right now. And that's saying a lot. When they only won 12 games, that, oh, that was rough. That was rough. But, ugh. and speaking of uh, tough, uh, listen, George Carl and Carmelo, this rivalry or whatever this is has been going on for years. Like, why does George, why are you always responding to Melo? Like, Bro, you're both retired. You're both not playing anymore. And it's like, he'll say, oh, Melo wasn't that good. He was overrated. I'm like, how's Melo overrated? That's your personal feelings. There's nothing about Melo that's overrated. Melo, there was one time he was the best scorer in the league. We all, 2008, we could all say, Carmelo's the best scorer in the league. It was only until KD came in and then he took over. That's when we said KD. But Melo was the best scorer. We all knew that. He can get he can rebound. That 2009 season where he was with Chauncey Billups, they overachieved a little bit. They should have, but they 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 did good against the Lakers. I don't remember that season. I just don't like George Carl taking every. I don't like when these coaches because they you were frustrated with them. You take every chance to to nick to knock them. Oh yo, you weren't that good. Oh yo, you didn't. Yo, we knew Carmelo didn't play defense, but we still knew Carmelo was a top player. There was never a point in time when Carmelo like. When Carmelo's on the Knicks, I remember people wearing Melo jerseys. Like, yo, he was good. Did you? If you didn't like him, cool, we get that. But to to knock this player down like the way you do, and it's like every chance you get. That's why Kenyon Martin don't fuck with you. This is, and then you act like you're better than what you are. Like, bro, I don't know anything George Carl does. He has no championships. How are you? What makes you this great coach? You never beat Pop. You never beat Pop, right? Never beat Pop. So all your contemporaries are better than you, and you sit here and you talk like you're the, you're, like you're some shit. I'm like, bro, you were you were with Carmelo, you were Carmelo too. You were losing some of those. You lost those playoff games too. It was on your coaching. So these former coaches always taking pot shots with players because oh he's probably oh I saw LeBron. I worry, bro, you wouldn't have been able to coach LeBron. LeBron would have got rid of you too. So, don't say it, George Carl. Stop acting like you're this great, great coach. You were never that. You were never in t- anyone's top five coaches. You're in that. Oh, shit, I'm not even going to give you that. At least Doc Rivers has a championship. I was going to say that. But nah, you don't, even have, you don't even have none of that. Let's say you have one Western Conference Finals appearance? Come on, bro. Like, what are you talking about? What makes you great? 
So before you sit here and criticize, look look at you, look at your career. We put your career at least. Carmelo's got his got his gold ring. Carmelo did some stuff. Carmelo has some hardware. You don't. Sorry, man. Like I just don't like when coaches take shots at players, and it's like, yo, you could have said this a long time ago. Why do you wait for him to talk and you to do all this stuff for you to talk about it? And then when you get called out, oh well, you know, I'm just I'm just talking. For, no, you don't like this motherfucker. Just say that. I would rather you be honest and say, yo, I don't like this man, rather than you call him overrated. And no one thinks Carmelo's overrated but you because you didn't like him. You probably didn't like the way he played on defense. You probably did. You probably like, oh, he didn't play, come to play every night. But Carmelo was great. Like, yo, maybe what did you do not to in to inspire him to play to the level. That's also on coaching, too. People forget, yo, you as a player feed off of what your coach gives you. So if you're not giving him that energy, he probably wasn't fucking with you either. Yo, because why is it when he went to the Knicks, he looked rejuvenated. Now he's playing, yo, Knicks, they were good. They won their first first round series with Carmelo. Why, why couldn't they do that with you? Because you had lost his ear. Now he's not listening to you no more. Because you were probably saying some wild shit in those huddles. And when players get players feel disrespect, they're not going to play for you. That That's why, <laughs> listen, everyone here knows that Carmelo trade to the Knicks was wild. But that shows you how much he wanted to get away from you, that he was willing to blow up that Knicks team just to get out, just to get out from under you. Um, listen, that that's on you, George Carl. And, you know, Caitlin, uh, going moving on, Caitlin Clark, my gosh, uh, listen, Everyone here knows, you know, people make fun of uh, women's basketball, but this Caitlin Clark girl, man, she she's bad, she's bad, and you have people lining up. Yo, there's some more. I've never seen this more interest in the women's college than there is in the men's because I don't know who's in the the men's college that's good. Caitlin Clark stands out. She's selling tickets. She's on ESPN every day. I'm like, yo, this is what they need. They need that one person to sell them because now people are more interested because now you're getting to the point tournaments coming up they're gonna be talking about King Clark I don't even know who the top player top teams in do you know who the top teams in the men's men's tournament are I know I, it's just it's just a it's just a it's just a hyper theoretical you come you, you, <laughs> come on like <laughs> the UConn again like come on like they, they stay number one I, I know they stay number one but Besides that, but I'm saying there's no players, no players name. Caitlin Clark's a name. She stands out. I don't know who's on UConn. <laughs> you know, like there's no player that yo people coming to see. Yo people lining around the corner to see. That to me shows me that the women's college gets it. I wish WNBA would get it, and I hope she doesn't go there and she gets lost in the shuffle because. Sometimes that happens like, yo, you're not ready for all this. You're you're in the college, but you go to WA it gets bigger. So she she's great. I love it. Um I, I, I I'm I'm so happy for them. Like, you know, we all have our jokes, we make fun of like, oh, you know, if I had five dollars would I watch the, the but no. This girl is a star. And she's a bigger star than any men's college player and to me that shows growth in the game and it shows that yo if you market them and you show them the right way 
You take it to another level. I've seen more Caitlin Clark highlights than I've seen of any men's college highlight. They talk about her all the time. They don't. They don't talk. They don't talk about um, any men's college players. Even the one they had Sabrina. She went against Steph Curry in the three point contest. Look at that, yo. You're getting eyes because that's on the All Star game. Now people go, oh, she she can beat against Steph. Let me go watch her game. That's what you need. That's what you needed to do. And now you're you're showing it to a brighter audience. A broader audience. Now they're gonna want to know. They're gonna go watch her games. They're gonna go, yo, what is she doing? Yo, can she really do it? And she shot from the NBA three point line. She didn't even shoot from the women's. So then it increases her stock. That's smart advertising. That's how you get people to the next level. Adam Silver, you know what? You, you still scare me. You look like, you know, but I'm, I'll give you that. I will give you that. You learned how to promote and market those two girls. And now people will watch more WNBA games because that's what's needed to make the WNBA a, a better company and here we go the best segment of the day pepper takes we still gotta get you see we got the camera next pepper stew we're gonna be here i can't believe this happened the nypd has a dance team listen when i saw this i thought it was a joke all that money people spend in New York, and that's what the, this bullshit's going to. But it just goes to show people in charge don't know what's really going on. They don't know the struggle. But they'll increase the the fares <laughs> every every year because of taking trains and all that type of stuff. And I don't. My biggest question is why? Why? Why is this a thing? Why are you doing this to the people? Like why? Why is this out here? What made you think, yo, we put this out, people don't, people don't mess with the cops now. You, you've you made the cops go from, we don't fuck with you, now you're a laughing stock. And this is why I always say, people on your PR teams are important. Because if you don't have people that are connected, you end up doing dumbass shit like this. And now, no one takes you serious, and now everyone's going to be like, now you're clowning. And those people out there, they didn't... They didn't think it was going to blow up like this. All they were thinking, yo, I'm about to do something nice. I'm about to go dance and show my support for NYPD. Now you're a clown. You didn't mean to do it, but your PR team is not connected to the people. And that's the biggest thing you need to have in companies like this. You need a good PR team. You you need people to know like, yo, okay, this is what people want. This is what people address certain things. You didn't address anything. All you addressed is that. One, you don't know how to pick dancers. Two, you don't know have the, the vibe of the people. And three, what the fuck is that? Like, yo, I, I'm, I'm serious. When, when my producer sent me the video, I literally didn't watch it because I was like, this ain't it. This ain't it. And please don't send me. And please don't do this again. Please don't go out there and really. And it was on, it was on the, it was on the news. Yo, honestly, that would have ruined my day. If I if I was recording that, I'd I'd be like, yo, I'm taking the next two days off because like y'all came here with just bland, uncoordinated. They weren't with the rhythm. Like I'm like, yo, this is this is terrible, man. Come on, we we better than this. 
we better than this. Nah, actually, NYPD, y'all not better than this. We we we've seen because y'all y'all arrest people for the littlest things. Y'all y'all on y'all on people for uh, ticket fares, but y'all got fucking dances and shit like this. What the fuck is going on, man? This is why I always say sometimes you just gotta mind your fucking business and do do what you gotta do, man. Because this bullshit, it ain't for me. It ain't for me. God, I'm sorry. I went on a little rant because that shit was some bullshit. And Mace and Shannon had, you know, a little back and forth on um, their shows. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, is this all we're going to do now? Is this all we're, we're all just going to attack each other? During Black History Month, guys, can we we can wait off on this? Like, and Mace really didn't say anything bad, but for Shannon, he's kind of like gunshot because now you got Griffin. He's the one. He's talking. He's calling him gay. It's like, yo, like, why is that your first response? And for me, it always looks like a lot of these comedians just want to get on the show, bro. If you want to get on the show. DM Shannon, yo, I would like to come and speak my piece because now it's like, yo, let me insult Shannon and then Shannon will get on. Shannon will call me back. Corey Holcomb, you're listen, you know, the way you defended Ke Kevin Hart to me, I would never have you on my show. You're saying, oh, therapy, her people didn't, nah, dude, you don't do that. Never go against your people like that. Don't, don't do that. Like, so to me, he's a clown. Eddie Griffin, I like Eddie Griffin as a comedian. But I, once again, I feel like a lot of comedians who weren't talked about in Monique's thing all have something to say. And my thing is, yo, just talk to the man. Yo, Shannon, I want to talk. Yo, I got some stuff to add to that. Why is it that you got to insult him? Now he has to sit, and it's a smart thing. Now you got to sit down with me. Now you got to talk to me. And I'll tell you what. And then their biggest thing is, oh, it's a joke. I'm like, yo. You can't talk to everyone like you can't call everyone out of their name and expect them to have a rational reaction. You can't tell people how to feel. I've learned this in my life a lot. You cannot tell people how to feel. You say something crazy, if that person has a crazy response to you, that's on you. You caused this. So, Eddie Griffin, why are you calling gay? Like, why is this a thing? Like, I'm just like, yo, Shannon's doing great. Yo, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm gonna find a way to to kill a shit. When all you have to do is link up with the man and y'all have a discussion. Yo, let me come on Club Shay Shay. Let me let me. I just don't like that. There's so many black people attacking each other, and it's like no one's willing to have a conversation with each other. And once again, guys, it's during Black Fucking History Month. You make all those white people look at us like we're crazy. Like they see, they can't have anything good moment they get something good, they all attack each other. It's that crab in a barrel mentality. You want you can't let no one be great. Yo, talk. Yo, Shannon. Yo, um, I like the way Monique talked about me. Can I come out there and especially yo, Shannon, I have this. Yo. And then you both thrive. But to knock someone down just for a few seconds, for a few laughs, to me is wild. Because white people do this shit to us all the fucking time. And it's always like, yo. Fuck that one. But then we do it ourselves. And this is what Monique was talking about. 
yo, we're the first ones to knock each other. We're never the first ones to appreciate each other. And that, to me, is a stigma that holds the black people down, man. Yo, how can I uplift my brother? How can I help my brother out? Yo, he got the, the cat was, yo, it's a 50 mil. Yo, let, let, this is going to be a banger. Yo, let's do that. Nah, my first thing, I'm a hate. I'm a, I'm a hate on that motherfucker because you know what? That's not me. Instead of saying, yo, I can help. Nah, let's, 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 hate, let's hate on man. Let's call him gay. I'm like, why are you calling another man gay? Like, even if he's gay, what the fuck that got to do with you? But that shows to me, yo, a lot of these comedians, as, as, as unsensitive as they say, they sensitive and they hurt. They got their little feelings like, yo, I want to be on that. Yo, he, you probably hit him up. He didn't respond to you in a certain. He didn't respond to you a certain time. Oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm calling him gay, so he got to respond to that. That's the type of shit that I don't like. It's all. It's all this passive aggressiveness. Like, yo, just a talk. Like, yo, I got this problem with you. Yo, what's the problem? Yo, we talk it out like men. But there's two. Like, yo, you going in front of a crowd to insult a person? But now, anytime he gets mad, yo, you you didn't do that to Skip. So he's. So Mace, I love you. You know, Mace, it is what it is. I, I love, but what is he supposed to do to Skip at that point? He's supposed to attack Skip on national TV? Now, he attacks Skip on national TV, he's no longer with the volume. He's no longer with Fox. He doesn't get ESPN. You guys are not thinking about, like, yo, there's repercussions to a lot of these things. He can't just, he can't just act, wow. He's already a, he's already a diesel black. Now, you've installed Fear into the white. He that like white people are already scared of Shannon. Shannon the big, you know, like. But for him to attack Skip, that would have done nothing for his career. That would have hammered it. That he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. He's doing great with first take. He attacked Skip. He's not with first take. He's not doing all this. Club Shay Shay. It's probably not there. I don't like and and she, Mace was like, oh, when he told you to put your glasses on, you put your glasses back on, dude. Y'all gotta understand. I don't even know how I would react in that situation. You don't know the talk he had with Skip behind closed doors. So for you to just say what you saw on TV, that's that's on you. That's a bad take. And Mace, love you, but you you gotta do you gotta do better. If you don't know all the details, never assume. Never assume. Just because he took because he put his glasses back on doesn't mean it wasn't like yo Skip. You ever talk to me like that again? We're gonna have problems. Could have said that. But anyway, we heading out. Just wanted to do this camera thing. Yo, I'm loving it. We're going to have some other people on. We're doing some big things this year. So, peace. Watch One Piece.